Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> Yo, what is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 195. It's the most uninformed moto podcast on the interwebs. We are here in studio to wrap up the second race of the year that we were actually at live in person, Indianapolis. Uh, Going to be a bit of a shorter show this week. Um, basically, we just got back from being on the road there and... Uh, me and Justin do not want to take a break for two hours and then reconvene and start this over. So we're just going to knock this show out here. No guests, just me and Justin in studio, banging out what we know, what we've seen, what we saw last night uh, while we were at the races yesterday during the day. And uh, yeah, pretty much just going through it that way. So uh, before we get started, just want to thank our sponsors. First off, Energy Fuel, the best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. Pick yours up today at CoachRobStore.com. Also want to thank Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. Also, our final presenting sponsor, been with us from the beginning, is my personal company, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop from two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs. TLR Coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way. If you're looking for some custom coating, we do that too. TLR Coatings, serving southwest Michigan and the surrounding areas for over five years. Check them out at tlrcoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Also on board with us, Alias Sport, Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Holster Co., Isaac Nelson Designs, and Clutch Media. Links in the description below to all our sponsors. Um, if you want to support us with some merch or buy some stuff on Amazon to help us out or anything like that, uh, you can. Uh, there are links in the description down below. Um, thanks to our couple of Patreons we got going on right now. Thank you to you guys. Um, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. And the best way you can help us out is just to share the content, share the podcast, share the, uh, share the YouTube videos, share the, uh, share the YouTube clips we put up. So, uh, make sure to share all that. You can find us obviously on all the major podcast networks. Um, yeah. So, we are going to start off with 450s here and wrap that up. So 450s brought to you by JT Cycle. JT Cycle serving Battle Creek, Michigan for the over 30 years. Stop in to check out their full selection of Beta, Gas Gas, Husky, Suzuki, motorcycles, and Power Sports products. If you need something for around the house, they help keep to help keep things nice and trimmed up. They have that too with a full lineup of Echo, Aaron's, Gravely, and Simplicity. Visit JTCycle.com or follow them on Instagram at JTCycleBC. So, 450 class, mind you, we're going into this with no notes, just what we saw with our own eyes. Let's start with the biggest story of the night. A. Ray fought a raper <laughs> in the heat race. It was awesome. And let's use the word fight loosely, because let's be real, I don't know how many of the people that are watching the show know how hard it is to fight in a full set of gear hey, and a helmet. Hey, hey, what? let me just tell you. What? 
neither one of those boys played hockey. No. Because you put a hockey player in that gear where they don't have to stand on ice skates, balance on two razor blades, <laughs> it looks a lot different. But you do have to remember, too, though, and I definitely agree with you, not disagreeing at all, but obviously full-face helmets in moto, not full-face helmets in hockey unless you're a goalie, and boots are a lot heavier than skates. Oh, no, we used to fight in full-face helmets, too. Okay, well, the boots are a lot heavier than skates. Trust me. I was very good at. And you also have a. You also have a. Never mind. We're not going to get into all that. It's just. <laughs> it's really anybody that does that. It's just really freaking stupid and whatever. I. I. It was funny at, at the time and. It's the greatest thing I've seen. We all still year. have not seen the whole incident from start to finish. You only see the back end of the sequence, and obviously, you know, Raper got into it with a Ray, which caused Joan Cross to almost land on a Ray. Um. So I don't know. I mean, no, no, it wasn't almost land on. Well, he on, yeah. fucking plowed him. Yeah, like the so, fact that A Ray wasn't hurt from Joan Cross jumping into him is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. So the whole thing was, I don't know. It was just a crazy night. Just compounded all of the shit that was going on. But I don't. It, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but whatever Raper said to him did not sit well with A Ray. So apparently, he called him something more than sketchy. Probably. <laughs> I mean, the last time we had seen that was when Weston teed off on Vince Freeze, and oh, that was God. that was an actual like just a beating. That wasn't even a fight. Can we just do great moments at the races and just show nothing but people like Chicken and Matasevich fighting? Oh God, uh, go back to some Bradshaw yeah. days, yes. Rocco. Yes. Yeah, Can we great. just go to that stuff? Yeah. No, that was great. Um, pissed off at A Ray though because he cost me fantasy points. I love for this but uh look it wasn't a great fantasy night for either one of us no it was around, not so it was let's not just, we'll just skip over that oh uh, yeah uh so anyway okay let's start off eli tomac wins that race i mean i don't know man like he was riding good all day kind of the same thing he did in detroit like he was just okay in the heat race like he got third i think it was behind barsha and malcolm yep um you know just kind of bided his time sat back there was watching barsha but you gotta it's really interesting to me for a guy that could not pass Barsha the last two years. The point that we were making jokes of like he gets to Barsha, and if he gets to Barsha, it's like a force. Well, uh, we also we also got to, and we'll talk about it big time in the two fifties. We also got to play into the fact that the lappers were brutal last night. Well, forty three second lap times is yeah. a fucking mess. I mean, we, I got Kevin Moran's. I'm pretty sure got. I think he got lapped three times. So hold on. Uh, I think he. I hold maybe on. I'm a mistake. Okay. No, you're right. He was lapped three times. Yeah, okay. he only did 24 laps. Yeah, okay. Eli did 27. So um, they lapped all the way up to seventh place. Anderson finished sixth and was the last guy on the lead lap. Yeah. So, I mean, lappers were brutal. I mean, that's not taking anything away. Like, Eli, like, he he did what he had to do. He was smart. He sat back, watched Barsha. And Barsha, and we'll talk about him in a second, Barsha was, was on one all day. So it's not like that was an easy thing for him to do. Like, yeah. Barsha even closed back up at the end of that heat at the end of that main, you know, and he even got, you know, had he had another lap, he could have made it interesting because I think he was only like a bike length and a half behind Eli's rear wheel going into the finish. Um, but you also got to think about the fact, too, and we'll talk to him the further we get on this list, that there was a guy out front at the time that with a clear track, we know how good he is this year, at least, mm -hmm. and he got his front end sawed off again. So it's kind of like coulda, woulda, shoulda. Like Eli extended his points. He's on a winning streak. I think this is four in a row now. But you also got to have the conversation that would he have won that race had Anderson not got taken out by Barsha for the second time this year. But is this okay? So this just popped into my head here because obviously, like we like we've said, we we haven't really had a bunch of time to prep. It's not like mm -hmm. a normal weekend where we watch it on TV and then we're watching replays and then we're listening to the podcast yep. that all come out before ours and, yep. and all this stuff, right? Nope. Yep. Is this the Eli we've been waiting to see since 2017? The balls fast, 
at points, mm-hmm. but just really fast and patient most of the time. I mean, it depends on what you're looking at it, though, because I think his diehards would be like, oh, we just care about him winning. But then there's the people out there that are just like, well, we want to just see. And we've to- coined this phrase for I don't know how many beast mode, probably since the 2015 Hangtown race beast mode, because Eli, he's always fast. Even when he's struggling, he's fast. Yeah. But once again, and I've said it time and time again, that I think straight up this year. And once again, it doesn't matter. Anderson is faster than him. Like speed for speed, it's it's a minute difference. Yeah. But I think speed for speed, Anderson's faster than Eli, you know. And Eli doesn't give a shit at this point. Like he's got a forty. Well, no, it's I don't know how big the lead is now. It's but, big. Um, um. But yeah, like I don't disagree with that. But I mean, but I mean, look at look at last. Okay, last week we we can go back to last week because last week was before the points really got out of control. Yeah. Okay. He had a, what was it? Seven point lead, something like that. Eight points. Something. It, yeah. it, was, it was low. Six, yeah. It was like six or eight. Yeah. So it was low. And like last week. Okay. You said last week and this week, very similar. He didn't look great in practice. It was okay. Not great. Didn't look great in his heat. Okay. Not great. Gets in that main and he just starts clicking off consistently mm. fast laps and just wears these guys down. He's not beast mode. Nope. He's not fucking. Which I don't know if we'll ever see that again. At his a age. second and a half a lap faster mm-hmm. in Supercross. But man, he just is consistently 43 7, 43 8, 43-7, 43-8. Yeah. Where these other guys start to fall off. And then next thing you know, he's just right there and just boom strikes while the iron's hot and he wins i think the hard i think the hard thing though is that this two weekends in a row right now even though he had passed anderson we were all were there you know anderson before he knifed the front end and bummed up his shoulder and knocked his dome like he was mounting a comeback and we all saw it i don't care what anybody says um it's hard because you want because those two have clearly been the best guys and the two fastest guys all year outside of a few times chase this year it's hard because we want to see that out of Eli because even the fans, even the people that aren't fans of him, are like, dude, what have you been doing? Like, you should have won all these titles this year, but then you have bonehead moves. But because those are the two that have been battling back and forth, we want to see those guys battle all the way to the finish when we know it can happen. So it's frustrating because we don't know how the race, that Detroit race, would end. What do Eli have won it? Maybe. What Anderson won it? Maybe. Like, that's the thing that bugs me is, is people just assume that because Eli got around Anderson and he was behind him and he caught and passed him, that all of a sudden that race was over with. But for us who are there at the races, we saw what was happening, which this is the difference between watching it on TV. So you can see more, yeah. but you don't get a good feel for what's going on compared to being at the race. It was a so, very yo-yo effect last night. And it's, the same thing, and it's the same thing last night, last night in Indianapolis. Anderson was out front and Eli was in fourth if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. third third or fourth it didn't really matter he was behind barsha so he was at least third or fourth we don't know anderson could have took off like he just like all right i'm out front now i'm just gonna sprint for a few laps and who knows if eli would have caught it maybe he could have maybe and that's the frustrating thing is is like people have been mincing my words of what i've been saying this year people think that i'm just trying to hate on eli but that's not what it is i've obviously been giving him the credit but the thing though is you need to be a realist in saying that Anderson has been his biggest foe. Mm -hmm. And Anderson, yes, is all these points down now, but you could also say had Anderson not had the issues that he did that was out of his control, Eli wouldn't have been the points leader going into Detroit, or they would have been tied. So you have to have the realistic conversation that goes, yes, Eli did this, this, and this, but then so did Anderson did this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to take anything away from Eli, but it's the same thing conversation we had 15 years ago with James and, and R.C., 
when James would go out and win and Ricky would crash, people were like, well, James only won because Ricky, and I'm not comparing the two, but, oh, James only won because Ricky crashed. Well, okay, that's a conversation to be had. It is very true. James may have only won that race because Ricky crashed. So it's the same thing that you got to have with this. When your biggest competitor is a guy that has had issues that were out of his control or he made a stupid mistake but was right behind you, you can't just assume that, oh, he would have won no matter what just because it's Eli. Like, Anderson has given Eli everything he can handle this year. Mm -hmm. And like I said, maybe Eli would have won no matter what. I don't know. I can't see the future. I can't go back and revise history. But it just sucks because you don't know. Mm -hmm. Eli won last night, and that's all the records of good books are going to say, and that's all we're going to be in trenched in our brains but anderson is making me believe that the world works in the way we think it works which is karma yeah and for sure and 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 Mm -hmm. a higher power because he he's not bam bam level no but he's definitely not the cleanest but he also dungy he also hasn't had an incident though since the mookie thing in arlington what i'm saying is there's just there's all this little stuff that it's like man that you know that in in my mind uh well that could be karma coming back from it could be i mean look at the old cole seeley ando days Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff it could be it could be it's just it's frustrating because we're having a battle for the title for like the i don't know how many years in a row right now and it's one of those battles where it's the two fastest guys, and we know it's the two fastest guys. And one of them just seems seems to be on the back end of some bad luck. Yeah. And you make your own luck with race. Same thing with bad starts. Like everybody's like, "Oh, he got a bad start." Well, that's his own fault that he got caught in the trash. Like he got a bad start. That is part of the race is yep. getting a good start, putting yep. yourself in good situations early. And that's the that's just the final thing I'll say is, is it's frustrating because Anderson might have won that race last night. Like mm-hmm. Anderson, he won his he won his heat race. Yeah, he was good all day, and so was Eli. But Eli didn't win his heat race. Anderson got out front and he won his re- heat race. Yep, and he made the pass for first on Barsha early, and then Barsha tried to saw off his front and wheel again, and he did it and he accomplished it. But it's like we don't know because I'm here to tell you, there's nothing. It's the same thing with Eli. There's nothing that leads me to believe that if Anderson would have got front, and by the time Eli gets into second and Anderson has a seven-second lead, that Eli was going to track him down. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that would have told me that that would have happened. No. And it's the same thing if it would have been vice versa. If Eli would have got out front and Anderson gets into second, Eli's out front by seven seconds, Anderson's probably not going to catch him. Those two are so close in speed that on a track like that with 43-second lap times, especially in lappers mm-hmm. being that bad, that there's nothing that you can sit here and tell me that they would one or well, the other would have caught the other yeah, one. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's very telling because how many guys did we say, oh, man, look, he's okay. coming. I mean, it was oh, yeah. Marv, it was Mookie, it was Ando, it was Eli. Yeah, it was all of a sudden Chase was right there. Mm-hmm. Like it was very wild night last night with the yo-yo effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move to second place, Barsha. Wow, <laughs> not really second though. Remember? No, no, he's they didn't dock in positions. Oh, they did. <laughs> they took. They took. So Barsha and Ando come together, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is Barsha goes straight to the exit of the turn. Mm-hmm. Like we did, we couldn't see it because of where we were sitting. That was one corner we couldn't see in the whole yeah. stadium. Uh, but it, from what I saw on the replay, Barsha went straight to the exit of that corner oh, yeah. off that triple. Oh, yeah. Uh, takes off Ando's front wheel, uh, fined three points and $3,000. Wow. Yeah. Never change AMA. Sweet. Never change. Uh, but second place, I mean. He was on one all day, he man. He was. He, he was, was good. good. He was good. I mean, I was watching him in practice. You know, Barsha, obviously, we know the erratic style. He has a lot of upper body movement, and that's just him. If he's not moving around, he's actually he's just uncomfortable. If he doesn't have a lot of body language, that's what loosens him up. You know, we can go over all the different things that he does. 
But like I was watching him in practice, and even though he was never really at the top of the board ever through free practice, Q1, Q2, um, he was just he was on one. Like he he was one of the very few few guys that I saw bust out the two over the table after the finish, uh, over the on off. One of the few guys I saw to figure out early and never really even size it up. Um, I think somebody did it before him, but he was like at least the second guy to do it. He's in second in points. Yeah, obviously through some you know yeah. luck, um, but he rode good. And like I said, man, whether you want to attribute it to lappers or not, those last couple laps, like Barsha closed right back up on him. Yeah. There were a few different times though, man. After the three five three, going once again over the on off mm-hmm. across back across the uh, first turn. There was a couple times, though, that when he was going double three onto the table when that face got super rutted up and flattened out at the top when he was going on because of the uh, basically the levelness of the top of the table and the top of the landing when he clipped it with the rear wheel a couple times and he hung that front wheel. I'm like, oh, dude, because there was a couple times where he clipped it and he just rev limiter bounced into that single before the before the corner. Yeah, but. That no man, sketch, he was just that was good. A sketchy section all day because when they were doing that in free practice, I was like, dude, that single's way too tall. Oh yeah, well the problem too is is that because everybody like the lift that you were getting to three onto the table, how far you were stretching it, like when you were dropping into the face, like it was basically digging a cup, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys were landing in it and it was unloading the shock really hard, and a lot of guys were just they weren't getting up and over. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he I think he wrote good the whole entire day. Like he was he was feeling racy or like RC likes to say sporty. Mm-hmm. He was killing it all day. And there was a part of me that honestly thought that he was going to win that main last night after he took out Ando. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We're 11 what 11 rounds in now. Yeah. And he's in second in points. Like that's that's not bad for Barca. It's even crazier is he's in second in points and he doesn't have a win yet. Yeah. And once again, we know that he's in second in the points only because of certain things, but still though, like he's in second in the points without a win. So I think that's even more impressive. Is the fact that he hasn't won one yet. Yep. And just in honor of Cole, because he's not here with a giant unit also. All right. Uh, Marv was third. And Marv, at one point, we looked at each other and said, dude, Marv's coming. Because he came out of nowhere. I know. Like, 10 minutes into that into that main, he just all of a sudden was right there in third, like, making time on him. Only and, dude jumping through the whoops consistently, too. And was fast through jumping through the whoops. I honestly would have wondered, BTW. though. Yeah, I honestly would have wondered, though, had he switched to the left. Because by the end of the night, as a lot of people seen, Eli was taking that left. And it was just a, basically a solid rut. And it was actually getting so deep that it was almost flat. Yep. So you literally were just almost hitting flat ground at that point. Yep. Like you had you had to worry about shifting too much to the inside and hitting the edge of where the whoop was still lifted. But like I almost would have wondered if it would have been even faster for Marv to start trying to like just bounce through that side, jump in, and then just go straight down. But he must have saw something on the right side. And I only say that because when he would rhythm in, and I don't even know what his rhythm was. I think he was like going three, three, four. Oh, yeah, don't ask I don't me. know I what it was. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But it was whatever he was the middle rhythm he was doing. It must have been the face was still a little more lifted. It wasn't as flat, so he wasn't really driving forward. He was yeah, getting more was pop, up. Yep. and it would stall out his momentum. You know, especially because he was literally jumping into the face, so all his momentum was backwards. Yep. So he's kind of like, so I don't know if that's what it was, but yeah, I mean, like you said, we looked at each other and go, Marv can win this fucking race. Yeah. And once About again, though, in, yeah. you got into lappers, though, and it was just a lot of this, a lot yep. of moving back and out, a lot of in odd, out to in, like you didn't know where you were going. There and wasn't, the, the track worked essentially the way we thought it would yeah. when we saw the track map. It, there wasn't going to be a lot of passing. Yeah. There was two 180 bowl corners that I was like, okay, cool. This could be a spot. 
outside of that and literally both mains it was a lot of follow the leader mm. you know had there not been a couple crashes in the 450 main had there not been that fight in the 450 heat it would have been a pretty boring yeah. night to be honest with you so um fourth place chase sexton that's not bad for scrambling your dome twice already this year well like i said to you on the way back home yeah some i think we're starting made. to yeah. see the effects of that and because dude he, he crashed so many times yesterday in practice mm-hmm. so many times like well and then like in the in the main he just stalls it yeah like just randomly just stalls it on a straightaway yeah because you thought didn't you say you thought he had bike problems i, I didn't did. see it and then because yeah. it was like i mean he like came off the i think it was off the wall jump yeah and then was coming across the start straight there and yeah and it was just like his bike stalled how the fuck do you stall it coming off a wall jump yeah i don't even do that yeah i don't i don't know i don't know um but i think we are starting to see the effects of uh of those him knocking his dome and from Minneapolis and then doing it last weekend. Yep. Because um, he's just making a lot of mistakes that Chase Sexton wouldn't normally make. And they yep. are all mental. They're just dumb. Yeah. They're just dumb. It's not It's not how the track's breaking down. It's not, like, for instance, I think it was Q1. So the uh, the elevated beach sand corner. Yeah. Like that corner on the inside, especially because you're jumping up into it. So you're already, you're pretty much jumping in, landing on the brakes. You don't add a lot of momentum to seat the bike into the ground. But you're tiptoeing through it, and he just, like, he went into the apex, and he went to pivot, and he just fell over. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like he buried it, and the bike just lifted on really hard. He literally was, like, tiptoeing through, wasn't even leaning in, and then just fell over. And I'm like, what? 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 Like, I know that corner is obviously challenging. We all know how Supercross suspension works in sand, especially with that slow of a corner. Mm -hmm. But I'm like... What? You just tipped over. Like, you just fell over. 100%. So, I... I think that we're starting to see the effects of it, and mm-hmm. it worries me that because we are seeing the effects of it now, and luckily for him, we have a break coming up after this next coming weekend, but I oh, I think this year is going to be rough for him, man. I think this year is going to be rough for him. I think that he's already starting to feel it, and it is not good. I mean, he is, let's see here, seventh in points, yeah, so that's not really... No. And I'm just looking towards the rest of the year, because yeah. if it's already this bad, outdoors is going to be a struggle bus for yeah. him. Uh, Cooper Webb, fifth place. So going back to Alden Bakers obviously isn't helping at all. So, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we don't have the time to get into all that and make jokes about that. Oh, but, we uh, could. We could. I yeah, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't no. <laughs> um, maybe the next show. Maybe the next show. Uh, no, he was just, I mean, we know he's got a bum wrist. So what do we, he was just there. I mean, what do you expect out of him at this point? He's literally riding with a damaged wrist. He did look a little froggy earlier in the day. But. He did, but. I don't really know what else we're going to see out of him this year. No. He's got a bum-ass wrist. And by the way, anybody who's out there praising that he's gone back to Alden's and this is going to be the turnaround, you're fucking stupid, so stop it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with like, Alden. Just fucking it was, stop it. It was the bike, guys. 100%. It was, the bike was shit. 100%. Even though, even though Ian's only taking 50% credit for it because the bike was, the bike is junk and he's blaming the other 50% on them, that's false. It's the bike. You don't it's turn your fitness around that quick. Anyway, yep. uh, Jason Anderson, sixth place. Yeah, and we again, talked about him yeah, enough. Probably just got, been, he should have at least been on the box. We'll just go with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he would have won. But at at worst, he would have been second. He didn't look as bad as I thought he was going to yesterday after how bad he scrambled his brain. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I Um, thought we were going to see a lot more mistakes because he was processing things slower. But it wasn't as bad. But still, I I still wouldn't have had him out I think he would have won. But at worst, he would have been second Mm -hmm. for sure. Dean Wilson looked sporty yesterday with a seventh place. Yeah, good for him. I mean, after, you know, derailing that consistency in Detroit with a solid 14th oh, or whatever was it was. so mad about that, too. Yeah, he should have been. It's fucking stupid. Yep. Like, with all the factory guys that are out, like, 
everybody knows I'm not a Dean Wilson guy, but I acknowledge his talent and how hard he works. Mm-hmm. With all the fucking factory dudes that are out, that guy should be sniffing top fives. Oh, yeah. And it shouldn't even be a conversation. Nope. But, I mean, but then you look at who he lost to last night. Tomac, Bar- Tomac Barsha, Marv, Sexton, Webb, Ando. I understand that, but the problem, but... I just look at it and go, which one of those guys are you, is he beating? I mean... I totally agree, but to counteract that argument is, is we've seen him beat those guys before, though. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Like, when you... It's one thing if he never was able to beat these guys, but he was beating these guys as early as two years ago. Yeah. So, I just... Like I said, not being a I'm Dean not, Wilson fan. I'm not really arguing with you. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't, it's like you, I read totally, the, yeah. you read the list of the six I totally names ahead understand. of him and you're just like, I totally understand. But then who is he beating yeah. there? You know? No, like, I get it. I get it. Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, think when you're on a factory bike, though, you just. Mm. Yeah, well, speaking of factory bike, his teammate finished eighth there and hit the ground hard. Sitting on the top of that landing, that 353, probably going, <laughs> why the fuck am I here in Indianapolis <laughs> yeah, on a Saturday exactly. night? <laughs> exactly. But hey, all props to Mookie. Road great. Halfway mm. through, or. With eight eight minutes to go, we were looking at each other going, well, Mookie could win this race because he was making a push. Mm-hmm. Then he hit the ground hard, sat there for a few minutes, but then he did finish. Yeah, good on him. I mean, that just shows where he wants to be, how he wants to be perceived these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you're off the train, though, about a win this year, though, right, at this point? I don't know, man, because he was I mean, here's here's fucking a, good he yesterday. Did, but here's, here's the thing. The question I asked you is, is because we've been through this enough times now, what race do you see it happening? Because if I'm gonna be honest know, with you, it, I'm not, it's I'm not gonna off be the, the train yet. It's got. If I'm, I'm not off the train, it's got to be the last round. That would be the only round I could see it happening. Maybe. I don't see it happening in Still Seattle. Counts as a win this year. It does. I just I don't know which round you're going to see it at because we're not seeing Eli Tomac back off at all. No. Ando still obviously wants to prove something. Barsha. Anybody who said that Eli was going to back off because he now had a 42 point lead is fucking uh, stupid. It was, a lot, too. it was a conversation though. I never said it, but it was a conversation though. No. People, a lot of people thought it. No way. So no that's the way. thing is, is where you like that. That's my question is, is what round do you see it happening? Because in I mean, my opinion, it could happen at any because the way he's riding and what we've seen out could of him, be sp- including what we've seen out what yeah. we saw out of him yesterday, might be the speedway round. In my in my opinion, it could be any of these rounds. Could he be Atlanta. has the speed to do it. We'll see it in Atlanta. He has the speed. Yeah, no, do yeah, it. for sure. It's just everything has to come together. It has to click in his mind that night of I'm going to do this and I'm going to go for 20 minutes. I'd say man, the speedway round might be interesting, just depending on the track layout. Maybe we'll see. Uh, Uncle Vince got ninth. Okay. Ryan Brees goes from 11th to 10th. Great Shout job. Shout out to Ryan Brees. Show. Good job, Brees. buddy. Uh, Starling 11th. Cade Good. 12th. So great finishes for all those guys. Then you've got Justin Bouglet. Bouglet. After getting completely taken out by Justin Brayton. That was JB on JB Crime in practice too yeah and for anybody who doesn't know what happened you can find it on instagram oh, it's it bad. was bad it's bad it and, was bad. and brayton concussed not racing last night neither did shane mckellrath no he was shane wrecked it. shane wrecked himself on that uh the three five three on off he wrecked yeah. himself on that he clipped it and just bounced into the, the yep. fucking single yep uh freddie noren triumphant return for a 14th place finish not bad. so not bad brandon hartraff's got to be pissed because freddie beat him <laughs> 15th there uh, friend of the show, Kevin Moran, six. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Great radio, bro. Well, this is the Indianapolis results. Yeah. Huh. Kev got 16th, so that's cool. Oh, nice. Nice. Got lapped three times, but he got 16th. Got Good job, Kev. three times, but he, he got 16th. So, dude, I was so confused there because I was like, dude, wait a minute. Am I, I thought for whatever reason he got 17th, but yeah. Good job, but, Kev. Yeah, but this is the Indy results. Okay, cool. Yep. Great. Uh, yeah, so great job, Kev. 16th. Travis uh, a little jealous. He got taken out with Jet earlier this week. I won't talk about it. <laughs> 
Tristan Lane, 17th. So yeah, that was a little surprise. Good for him. First, good for main, him. Of the, first yeah. main ever. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his first 450 yeah. main ever. So that's cool. Uh, Joan, Jawan. After Joan taking Cross, out A-Ray. <laughs> after taking out A-Ray, jumping into A-Ray. 18. It's so funny. He jumps into A-Ray, and A-Ray fights it's the other guy. He's <laughs> like, what the f- New. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this story this week. Oh, because we he's, all oh, he's d- oh, I might actually have to listen to Pulp for the first time. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, Carnal and Carne Asada, after all of his stuff, makes another man here. Go check 19. out the only fan. What? I don't even remember her name. Hannah Ray. Hannah Ray. Hannah underscore, underscore Ray, Ray on Instagram. For any of you who don't know, we don't know much information about it, but she's an only, only fans, fans chick. Uh, AKA she's a porn star. <laughs> uh, supported Logan Carnal. Touches their the- boobs for money, which I mean, that's unfair. I'll touch my boob for money. Y'all owe me 20 bucks. Anyway, uh, yeah. Go check her out. Sponsored him this week. So, hey, whatever. Cool. Amart. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 20th. I don't want to talk about Who it. Who knows what happened to Amart, but we'll see because our boy Clutch Media doing the vlog for Amart this week. He crashed. I'm pretty sure he, maybe Kev took him out because he crashed out early after Kev. Hopefully. After he passed oh Kev. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, Amart's just on the, the ground. The best part ever would be if Kev took Amart out. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. No bridge uh, to hide under today. Yeah, no bridge to hide <laughs> under today for the trolls. So, uh, Rod Bell made the main 21st, and uh, our boy Scott Meshi. Congratulations, Scott Meshi. First a, 450. After man. a wonderful Texas Roadhouse dinner on Friday with wonderful. us. Full. Uh makes the main 22nd on a 250 by the way. On a 250 by the on way. On a 250. And practice job, was Scott. rough. Practice was rough. Rough. We need to get him a coach on whoops. Yes, that was rough. How much do you think it would cost us to get D- well DV's not in Florida. Uh, dude, you know what? I bet uh Burner's working for cheap. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, too soon? Too soon. I bet, but, I bet we could get him for cheap to help no. Scott out with the whoops. But, uh, Turn him around like fucking uh, what's-his-nuts. Oh, yeah, man. No. Um, yeah, congratulations, Scott. That was badass. Yeah, that was uh, great, Good man. job, buddy. All good right. job. Anything else 450-wise? No, not really. About? Not really. Okay, I know, because you're just trying to get out of here. No, that's nothing really. I mean, I think we covered everything, because outside of the craziness that was the top five, nothing really else happened. Yeah, that's true. It, it was a boring race. Like yeah. we said, it was... Like I said, outside the top five, there was nothing going on. That was that was fun to watch, but there was really nothing else going outside outside of that. Yep. All right. Guys were just trying not to die. Two fifty main event results here. That uh, was a little bit more. Hold on. Two fifty recaps oh, okay. going to be brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks and Holster Co. Gutterworks Gutters dot com for uh, custom seamless gutters. Super nice people, Josh and Kayla. They yep. were in Indy, yep. too. Yep. Uh, and uh, Holster Co., making Kydex holsters for things that go bang, bang. And, and they boom, also boom. sell things that go bang, bang, and boom, boom, and all the boom, booms, and the bang, bangs, and the bing, bings. And the bang, bang. Check them out at miholsterco.com. Again, bang, links in the description below. So thanks to those guys for being on board with us this year. Uh, so 250's main event results. So Jet wins, mm-hmm. which works out perfectly because I almost thought I jinxed that with putting up the post of can anyone beat Jet the rest of the year? <laughs> <laughs> Almost not, fucked that up for him. Not Sorry, with, buddy. Not without some pressure, though, for the first time in a while. Hey, you know what I forgot to tell you and Ashley last night? I saw the sickest, uh, what's it called, Jet shirt yesterday. Okay. It was a Krispy Kreme Donuts logo mm-hmm. that said Jet Lawrence. Well, that's pretty cool. I know. On the front of the back? On the front. Oh, that's I was like, cool. that fucking sucks. I missed Let that Let me one. guess, a 16-year-old girl was wearing No, no, some dude. Oh, wow, that's actually a lot different. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, wow, you really misjudged that one, didn't you? Well, I mean, anytime you see some stupid stuff like that, it's usually like a fangirl. Anyway, I also wear Jet Lawrence shirts. I have three of them. Y- you're a fanboy, but never mind. Anyways. Love that guy. Uh, he's not really a guy. Never mind. 
He's 18. He's a man. It's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) Jesus. But what a night for him, dude. I mean, literally heat one and he is on the ground at Mach 10 coming down the stairs. I told you that I picked him for the first time in fantasy. And if he fucking crashes out, I'll be pissed at you. Dude, but he he gets up. Thanks you, Hardy Munoz, by the way, for that. Yeah, thanks, Hardy, you fucking asshole. Anyway, uh, but he gets up, comes back, and wins the fucking heat. Porches from literally last to winning the heat. But now, courtesy of Pierce Brown going down, down to the, down the brown, brown, almost die, yeah, almost dying. That was bad. That, that was, was bad. That was bad. That was bad. But still, hell of a fucking ride. Yeah, I mean, because let's face it, Chiz, he's not the fastest guy, but, but he's, he's not the slowest guy, no. and he's consistent. So Jet had to be faster. Yeah, that was um. That crowd was wild for Jet. That has been a very long time since I've heard a whole entire stadium on their feet for one kid. And FYI, he pronounced the RM Fantasy drawing name correctly last night. Yeah, it was the Stefania instead of <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Jesus, that kid. I oh, swear. man. But anyway, uh, yeah, but dude, great ride for him. And then in the main, great ride. And like we heard on Cooksey's show, McAdoo fucked that up. Yeah. And what we mean by McAdoo fucked that up is it's like Ricky said on the broadcast, which we haven't watched the broadcast. Literally, we heard this secondhand. He said on the broadcast that McAdoo should sit in second until like the last few laps. And then when he knows where he's got a spot, make the move. Because it was the whoops. Oddly enough, it was the whoops. Like we've been talking about how good jet speed, whoop speed all year long was or all year has been. Yep. McAdoo was straight up just faster, faster. than him in the world. And it wasn't really even close. And Jet was searching. Okay. Yes, we, he was. we watched Jet for the first two or three laps of that main go from left to right, right to left, jumping, skimming. Jumping and then skimming. Jumping and then skimming, like everything in those whoops to try to figure it out and could not figure it out. And then McAdoo got him. Yep. And then he spent however many laps behind McAdoo and was like, well, okay, let's see what happens here. And then he finally figured out, like, oh, if I go down the left side, I can just blitz these fuckers Mach 10. Yep. Sure shit. Next yep. thing you know, he's right back on McAdoo and boom, makes the move and off we go. Yep. And once again, it was, you know, it was the same thing. Like Jet also capitalized on a shit line from McAdoo because we're going into the beach corner and McAdoo, I don't know if he thought the lapper was just going to get off halfway down the start straight and it was just going to leave him straight for the inside. But McAdoo got caught behind the lapper, had to check up real hard, buried it, and Jet just went around the outside and yep. they came out of the corner at the, pretty much at the exact same time. But obviously Jet could jump into the transition and McAdoo kind of had to roll off and that was the end of it. But Oh man, I saw a picture this morning mm-hmm. of that corner after the triple and jet turning down mm. to cut under McAdoo mm. and holy fucking shit. Literally, the guy's like, I couldn't stop it any closer than this. But he's like, there literally was half an inch of space between their tires. And it was close where he stopped it. Oh, yeah. He's like, literally, McAdoo checks up at all. They're both going down. Yeah, that was um, I, I do really wonder, like, you know, I mean, Ricky is right. Like McAdoo was just as fast, if not faster than jet the whole entire like that main. If you would have sat back and just marked him the whole entire time. And then because that's the thing, if you think about it. If he would have done that, Jet would have been searching in the whoops the whole entire time. Oh, yeah. He would have not seen what McAdoo, and McAdoo on the last lap, if he would have been close enough, obviously, or even the lap before the last lap, could have just went down the left side, went around him, and yep. Jet wouldn't have had enough time. Yep. That was it. So, yeah, I mean, he's right. And it's, it's a bummer for McAdoo because McAdoo made this comment in Detroit. He goes, I can't spot Jet five spots at the start. Yeah. Like, if I'm there, I be- and I said this in the show, I said, whether it's true or not, we know that you could, if it's in your brain and you think it, you can make it happen sometimes. And McAdoo was like, if I start next to him or start behind him, I'm as fast as him. Yep. And sure shit, he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong. To all of us that kind of thought that after Fortner and J-Mart went out and all these other dudes started crashing, that there was just going to be a runaway and nobody was going to be as fast as it. 
McAdoo proved us wrong last night. All the all the props in the world to him, Matt, because he was like, you wouldn't pay more attention to this because you're more of a Jet fan. When is the last time? Take out the rookie year. So in the last two years, that Jet has got to start, and somebody has straight up caught and passed him and been faster than him in Supercross at least. Outdoors, we've seen it quite a few times. Supercross. Did Craig or Nichols do it at all last year? No, because Nichols. Oh, because Nichols usually was getting starts, or if Nichols passed Jet, it was because Jet made a stupid mistake. Now, I do believe the Nichols was just as fast as Jet, but it never really worked out that way. Okay. So, like, that's the thing. And Craig, like, no, Craig never did it at all. Like, I'm talking about Jet getting the start, somebody yeah. being behind them, and catch. I don't remember a time in the last two years where we've seen somebody be behind Jet and then just be faster that than Jet. That kid is just so fast. But that's the thing, so though. Fast. So so you talk. So we talk about this and the generational talent stuff. The fact that McAdoo... Shout out Daniel Blair. Yeah. The fact that McAdoo caught and passed him and actually pulled away from him yeah. for quite a while, that's fucking impressive. I yeah. don't care what anybody says. Like, anybody... Because we were all... We were both sitting there and we go, well, is Jet... What's he going to do? He's either going to mm-hmm. do two things. He's either going to sit back and be like, okay, like, you want this. I don't well, need this. Well, there was about three laps. I was like, okay, he's just marking McAdoo. Like, he's just looking at lines, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then after, like, three or four laps, I was like, dude, McAdoo's pulling away. Like, yeah. he's not... Like Jet's not with him anymore, yeah. and then- so and we're, that's the thing. What conversation we, me and Travis, both looking to go. He's either doing two things. Either like you know what, yep, McAdoo, you want it? I got the eight point gap. I don't need it. I can spot you five or spot you three points. Or he's gonna sit back there and he's gonna go, holy fuck! Like I have to wick it up now. But does this make you feel like does this win because of the way he he basically? I mean, let's face it. He was he was not faster than McAdoo. I'm no. not gonna argue that. No. But does this make you feel like Jet has taken a step in maturity oh, as for far sure. as racecraft goes? For sure. To sit for there sure. and then kind of figure out the line mm-hmm. and then go, okay, cool, no problem. Yeah, for sure. Figure that line out and then just get himself back in position. And then he just... I totally. Mean, the opportune time was to go through the sand around the outside and boom, bang. Which will be really it, interesting in the East... The which will be really interesting in the East-West shootout because we talk about this with Craig and being that it's a speedway, so we're not going to be as condensed. Oh, it's going to be such a dick-swinging contest. So that's this what I mean. So that's what I mean. Like, that's good. And now... <laughs> And now the crazy thing is we all just kind of thought one just one week ago that it was just going to be Jet and it was going to be Craig. Yep. Well, now all of a sudden McAdoo's like, yo, uh, no, I'm I'm still here. Like, I may not win this championship, but I'm just as fast as you fucks are. It's not going to – I don't know if it's just going to be between Jet and Craig. Yep. If McAdoo fucking rides like that, will he win this title? Probably not because 11 points down with however many rounds to go, even if he clicks off a couple wins, it's going to be really hard because let's be honest, like – I don't think, and we'll get to him in a second, I don't think the guy who got fourth, who I kind of talked about after Detroit, like he knocked his dome. He's not the same guy right now. RJ's got RJ problems. McAdoo can beat Jet if he rides like that. So that's the crazy thing is, is that I don't think this, the wins, Jets doesn't have it easy from here on out. Craig, we kind of have an idea that he, he's got an 11 point lead, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I guess the biggest thing I'm taking out of all this, and I guess we don't even really need to talk about McAdoo because we are right now, same with Jet. McAdoo has made this shit interesting again, which kind of, let's be real, none of us really thought it was going to be interesting yeah. after Arlington. Well, and thank God, because the West is definitely not interesting, and the 450s aren't really interesting as far as points go anymore. No, so. not as far as points. As far as points, no. Uh, Might Mac- as well. We don't even really need to McAdoo talk about it. McAdoo second. Yeah, we already talked about it. Great night for him. And yeah, just proven that he can actually run that pace with Jet, which is impressive. It is very impressive. And like it, I said, he definitely took a step last year in speed. Mm-hmm. And I've heard him, I've heard it talked about with different people on different podcasts of like, look, the years prior when you were going this fast, it was balls out. 
his brain Max was just, race, dude. It was just bird brain vision. Couldn't keep up. Yeah, like it was whatever. bird vision. Now it's like that's your pace. You yeah, know? for sure. So, but the only the only thing I have to say is it's so funny because when you when you sit there and you watch the two, and I'm not even talking on TV. I'm talking live in person. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between watching McAdoo go fast and watching Jet go fast. Jet, as we keep saying, generational talent effortless yeah he's going fast he looks like he's out for a sunday fucking cruise okay he's riding his local practice track fucking just cruising around yeah mcadoo looks like he's going a million miles an hour like he's all over the place mcadoo reacts with the bike whereas jet basically if the bike skips out on him he kind of let us does the thing and then he reacts and he doesn't overstress his body or mcadoo like you like you just said like he He's reacting with that bike every second, and sometimes he has the strength to pull it back, and sometimes he just goes with the bike because there's just so much going on there. So, yeah, I mean, and uh, this is – I'm going to make a little shot at our our other co-host, Cole, and I wouldn't care if he was here or not. Uh, this goes back to the whole thing with AC and Nick Way. Cole, suck a fucking dick. Nick Way is still with McAdoo. McAdoo's <laughs> just fine. Get off my boy's ass. Okay. All I right. like Nick Way, man. Don't talk shit about my boy. Fuck off, Cole. I'm going to start the road trip to St. Louis with that. Uh, go for it. Go for it. Because I will argue this day and night, too. Me, even not being an AC fan, Nick Way has nothing to do with the downfall of these guys. All right. Uh, RJ Hampshire, third. Thank God he didn't kill himself this weekend. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he was in, He was down a lot in practice. Yeah, he, well, he fucking... <laughs> oh, every time I turned around, oh, RJ. After oh, RJ. The left, oh, my God, the, RJ. The, the left... The left-hander before the wall, the second lap of practice, he blows the corner, and I just go, oh, my God. It's just, I'll tell you what. When I go to a race, and this is for anyone who's going to any of these remaining races where these guys are, the free practice when we get in, I watch Jet because he can figure out the track, and he will do stuff that other guys aren't going to do, and it's really interesting to watch because he does really, like free practice, he does not really care about setting a lap time. He's just going around figuring stuff out, looking around. RJ, if you want to see crashes, just watch RJ all day because you will see yard sales. And once again, this kind of goes back to the whole Chase Sexton thing with knocking your dome. His eggs are a little scrambled. His eggs are a little scrambled, kind of like our good friend Johnny Hopper. Two plus two is... What? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, back to the back to the show. <laughs> back to the show. But hey, good on him. But I just think this is who he is. We hype him up every year mm-hmm. as like he could be a contender or whatever. But oh I, no, I, I was not hyping up RJ at all this year. I love I like RJ. I feel bad for him. A lot of it's been his own doing, but this year there were a lot of people and even some of the people in our kind of inner circle that were like, Yeah, RJ, and I'm just like, I don't see what you're saying. He's just fast. Like, maybe his He's fast, but he just can't keep it off. And the for ground. me, I don't know where this comes from because I don't hype up. I don't hype up RJ and Supercross outdoors all day long. Cause I, cause I mean, dude, we saw it enough times last year. There were times for that four race stretch in the middle of the season. Fucking RJ looked like he could go out and get top three in the 450 class on the 250. Yeah. Especially those rides at Redbud and High Point and whatever the rounds were after that. I don't do that with him in Supercross because, like, same thing. His brain is foggy a lot of the times, and because we obviously know with Supercross things happen so quickly, he just can't slow things down in his mind. Outdoors all day long. I'll hype him up that he can go out and get a win anytime he wants. Supercross, I've never really been under the impression that he can go out and win. Like yeah. his speed is not the issue, but Supercross, like I just I don't think he can mentally be there for an entire main to get a win. I don't think he ever will, which sucks because he's so fucking talented and so fast. Yeah. 
But yeah, he's just hit his dome too many times. Yep. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's ever going to happen for him in Supercross. I don't think so either. So, um, Pierce Brown, fourth place, and that's Luckily, a good comeback because being down in that heat race and he's a and kid didn't that finish it from the LCQ to fourth. I mean, and he's a and he actually closed right back up on. That was another guy that was right yeah. on RJ's wheel. He is another guy that is definitely thankful that there's a break right now. Yep. So got two weeks off. Buddy. He yeah he needs time to re- he needs time to heal. So good on him, man. Because honestly. I sat there after he got up and he was a little wobbly and I was like, "Oh, I don't even know if he's going to show up for this LCQ or not." Yeah, and I would have not questioned it at all. I was really nervous when he walked off. So I was like, oh, "Okay, we're okay." Good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mitchell Oldenburg, good ride for fifth. He looked okay all day, but it wasn't great. I agree with what uh, I don't know if it was Chris that was saying it or it was Kenny it was Kenny Watson was saying this, but like after you watched him in practice, I think it was Chris. After you watched him in practice and you go, "Dude, he's got the speed," because like that first Q one. Uh, he went out there behind Pierce and RJ, and he was getting frisky. Yeah. Like, those guys were kind of, like, putting in a heater, and then they pulled off. Oldenburg was putting, like, four or five heaters in, in a row, and I'm like, oh, okay. He must be feeling something today. And he just, he yeah, he was just kind of there. I mean, good for him. Like, he's just consistent, especially with how the series started for him. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I've always just expected a little bit more out of Oldenburg because yeah. we saw what he did in those star days. Um. I guess this is just where he kind of is at his career right now, which is fine, I guess. But I don't know. I don't uh, really have much else to say about him. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, moving on. Enzo Lopes from down in the heat and riding off. In the, I mean, down in the first corner there with Jet in the heat. Two heat and races. Riding off. Two weekends in a row. Oh, yeah. Going what to is, LCQ. What the fuck? I don't know. Last week was weird because it was like the rubber thing on his front brake lever yeah. got caught in there or something and they couldn't get it out. I don't. So that's weird. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with the bike this week. Probably just twisted up because mm. he went down, like I said, with them. But coming back from LCQ to six, I mean, dude, that's good. Still top five in the points, I think, too. Uh, let's see here. He I was mean, fifth going into this weekend. Yeah, he is fifth. Okay, good yep. for him. So good for him. Yeah, so that's a, this is a good year for Lopes. Uh, Chiz on the star bike, seventh. I mean, just kind of realizing that he doesn't have the sprint speed early of these guys. No. He can grind it out throughout the main, but um, yeah, and like you said, behind back on a four fifty in Seattle. Atlanta is going to be interesting to me for him because of it being an east-west shootout but once again not being a typical supercross track yeah um i once again chiz is always another guy even though i think a highlights of his career been in supercross i've always kind of seen him as an outdoor guy stretch his legs a little bit um it'll be interesting to see where his speed is it'll be really interesting because yeah. is he going to get knocked back a few spots with these west coast guys coming in or because it's a it's a you know it's not a normal supercross track is that going to help him so i mean at best, I I don't know. I don't see him much better than fifth, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a guy that, you know, doesn't really care about the 250 class and he's just taking this opportunity and run with it, good for him. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Smith, eighth. Had a very Jordan Smith day. He was fast all day. Yeah, he was fast all day. He was down crashed. a couple times. Yep. 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 Uh, Jace Owen, ninth. Jace Owen ran third for a while because we were impressed that he was yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like the first five always minutes had of the main, something like that. But he's so, always had speed. So yeah. it's like, you good know. Start, good starts and decent sprint speed to start with. But Bikes then fast. just fades. Yeah. Bikes fast. Uh, Colin Park, 10th place. That's an impressive ride for Colin Park. Didn't see Again, that coming. Didn't see any. Didn't see it. Until no. the end, and we were like, huh, Colin Park finished. 10th. Yeah, because I looked up at the board and I'm like, oh, Colin's in 10th. Not right. good for him. Rookie, by the way. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't remember. Sure and, the only per- <laughs> and the only person on that Phoenix Honda team. Yeah, I should have probably picked him for fantasy. Yeah, uh, Derek Drake, 11th. Speaking of your fantasy team. Once again, though, I said this on the fantasy show, man. He is literally either meant 11th or 12th. This is who he is. This is who he is. How do you, you get 11th and 12th every fucking round? This is where you at, buddy. 11th and 12th. 
Not bad, though. I mean, considering all the heart issues he went through. So if he's getting 11th, 12th, uh, yeah. whatever, dude. Good. Uh, Josh Verizzi, 12th. He had a couple big ones during the day. Mm, so, okay. Yeah, he actually, there was one, like, I think it was Q1. Um, he crashed on the far side after the finish, and he wasn't yeah. really getting up. Wasn't yeah. really getting up. Well, no, he got up, and he ran to the top of that fucking last jump mm. there and sat on the tough block on the top of it so he didn't get hit. <laughs> like, it was super weird. I saw that. He, I saw him, like, crash. I saw him get up, and he just runs up that jump and just sits on the tough block on top so he mm. doesn't get taken out. And I'm just like, all right, well, whatever, which I guess is better than A-Ray. Yeah, he got no smash. Uh, dude, here's a surprise. Marshall Welton, 13th. Yeah, I mean... That's a that's a surprise. He's pretty much made every main this year other than Daytona, which is weird because yeah. the one round I would have thought he would have done his best at, he didn't make the main. Yeah. He's just sneakily been a like in there guy. F- yeah, 13 to 18 range. I mean, and a guy that really doesn't give two shits about Supercross. Yep. So, good for him. Uh Hardy Munoz. <sighs> uh Hardy has a day every single day that has a race. Hardy right? wakes up in the morning and Hardy chooses violence and chaos. <laughs> like he takes out jet and chaos. And then bees the reason for that Phil Nicoletti does not make the main. Phil, the left-hander before the booter double, literally just hey, all look, the, all I got to say is if Phil is pissed about that. Is he pissed? I don't know. Oh, I hope I not. I haven't heard anything. If he's not, yet. he's being a bitch. If he's pissed about that, he go fuck himself. He's like, I love b- Phil, but like dude, that was a perfect I mean, you're in the LCQ. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, Hardy was just giving it back to him. Like I said, for anybody who doesn't know, the left-hander before the booter double when he come back across the first turn, Hardy just he just rounded the corner, and Phil went all the way inside and then arced it at the exiting, and he took the line away from him. Hardy sat back for a lap. Unfortunately for Phil, it was the last lap when they came back around, and Hardy basically did the same thing to him. And I think it was the right-hander before the 3-5. It was the right-hander after the whoops, I think. He just got inside and ran him high. It's like, dude, what? You're in the fucking LCQ with a bunch of kids. Like, they don't give a shit about you. They yep. don't care. So, I mean, I don't know if he's pissed, but if he is, get over it, dude. Yep. Get over it. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Hardy, 14th. Henry Miller, 15th. God, Henry Miller. I should have picked him for fantasy yesterday, too. There we are, 15th place, just solidly Solid. in the main. Do you remember when we used to make fun of Henry Miller for not making mains? Yeah, Henry <laughs> Miller, the only thing he was good at was outdoors. Now yeah. he's just a solid main event guy in Supercross, so good uh, for him. Uh, Michael Hicks, 16th. That's way better for Michael Hicks. Two weekends in a row he's gotten super or gotten in the main, so good for him. Jarrett Fry did not crash and die this weekend, 17th, so that's good. Uh, Lance Kobush, 18th. Hasn't made a main in a while, so good for him. Yep, Hunter Yoder, 19th. Good I think job. that was his first ever 250 main because yeah. he's a rookie this year. Uh, Luke Neese, 20th who I didn't pick for my fantasy because somebody told me it was a bad idea to pick him. Look, bro, he has not made a main the entire year. What was I supposed to expect? Like, how do you go? How, how would you have? I expected 20th. How would you expect that a guy that hasn't made one main the entire year hasn't even been close that all of a sudden he's just going to go out and, like, finish his best he's ever I am finished? so glad I don't have you to listen to next week. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. And local boy Josh Osby, 21st. Mm. That's an interesting story. We'll get to we'll tell that story later. Yeah. Uh and Luca Mar Luca Marcelisi. Salisi, yes. Yep. Luca Marcelisi. Oh yeah, the guy with the twisted T graphics. No, no, this is that's a different guy. Oh. Luca Marcelisi is on a Yamaha squad. Never mind. I was the other guy on the twisted T, which we don't even know, is Blaine Silvera or Silviera. Silviera. Don't understand why he's got twisted T on his Names bike. Names all sound the same. <laughs> Silviera, pretty sure one's Italian and the other one's Mar- 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 Marcelisi. Marcelisi is an Italian. No, I'm pretty sure that's Italian. I don't oh. think Silvera is. I think Silvera is like Hispanic. I don't know. Maybe all these kids are the fucking same to me. Okay, they're young <laughs> kids that ride a dirt bike and think they're cool. It's fine. I mean, they're pretty cool. Not, a, not at all. 
Anyway. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. All right. So that was pretty much it. As far as our day went, being another day at the races there, not quite as long. We got lucky. We had a hotel that was right behind the track, literally like a block from the stadium. So we got to go back, chill out, have a turkey sandwich. After, or two. Or two after uh, qualifying before the night show. So that was Travis awesome. Travis ate a lot of ice cream. Crowd there yesterday was, was hyped. huge. And hyphy. hype. Hyphy. Hyphy. Gonna get hypey. Hyphy. It's yeah, been a while were. since I've seen a crowd that hyped. That was that was a hyped crowd and a big ass crowd. So that was cool to mm-hmm. see. Um especially after last year. Well, yeah. I wasn't there last year, but still. Weather was kind of shit outside though. Which is unfortunate cold. because yeah. we left and it's a nice day out. Yeah, it is. Uh anything else you can think of here? Um you want to talk about as far as the race No, I guess we could just kind of really saw. I guess we could just kind of go two weekends in a row track was treacherous. A lot softer than Detroit. Oh, speaking of the track, designed by, by some somebody video from game a video kid. game thing. Yeah, yeah. 3,000 submissions. Yeah, it makes you wonder, though, how much picked. of his initial initial layout was actually used. Yeah. Because I'm going to go probably 40%. <laughs> um, I don't know. Seattle's coming this weekend. What do we expect? 42-second nope. lap times because it's a small stadium. Small football stadium again. West Coast. Um, Moon Dirt. <laughs> the moon dirt. The gray, I forgot about the, the gray moon, moon dirt. I love the moon dirt, dude. The moon dirt is great, especially when they used to do day races. The moon doers, the, the moon dirt, moon doers. The, the moon dirt was great because you would look at it and go, and I've never seen dirt like that before. It's super weird. Um, going back west coast. Uh, I know Joe started riding last two or last week. I don't know if he'll be there. Oh yeah. Hunter was a day in the dirt. Mosman, I think, is fine. <laughs> Didn't even realize this, but Robbie Wageman is apparently fifth in the points. That just tells you how that series is going. Um, Hammaker is obviously not back. I mean, do we expect Craig run- Runaway again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time voting anybody besides Craig's going to win. But Maybe you Vince know. Freeze will get a second. Uncle Vince could take him out. God, that'd be awesome. I would love <laughs> to see that. Make things interesting. I would love to see that. 450s, man, you don't even really know at this point. Like, Eli's been on a roll. But it's like, dude, the 450, it's so weird to say this because Eli's won four in a row now, but like you look at those four wins and you could, everybody's, I don't even care at this point. Everybody's going to be like, oh, you're an Eli hater. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Four in a row. I mean, they're not wrong. But could you, could you look at those four wins though and go, he won those, but he also had a little bit of help in all four of those wins? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, look at Arlington. He wasn't faster than Ando. Nope. Ando beat his ass, yep. but he won because Ando did a dumb dumb move. Yep. Daytona, okay, he caught and passed Coop, but Coop had it with McElrath. Yep. Okay, so that's two. Detroit passes Ando, but we don't see a battle all the way to the end. And then last night, like, he's in third. Ando gets taken out when he's at. So it's like, yes, Eli did what he had to do. He won the races. He stayed up. He did what all the fucking bullshit. But it's like, you look at them and go, if any little thing out of those four races would have been flipped just a little bit, you could go. Uh, maybe he doesn't win. Yeah. So, and that's the weird thing too. The last thing I'll say is where you talk about this is the Eli we're waiting for. It's weird to say this about Eli because usually when Eli wins, it's fucking stamp that shit. Like, hey, but do you? So last time we were at Seattle, I feel like Eli was really good. I feel like the last few times. I'm be honest with you. I don't even remember the last time we were at Seattle. Was it in 2019? Did he win? I don't know. Because the last time, the no. one, the one very specific race I remember Eli at Seattle was I think 2018 when it was a fucking mud fest. No, and the, he won pretty easily. No, there was a different one, wasn't it? Wasn't it seven? Wasn't it 17 that year he was dominating? He crashed like three times and still won that race or something. Maybe, 
But that's not the race that I remember. The last race I remember at Seattle was 2018 when Anderson won the title that year, and it was an absolute mud fest. And Eli like smoked his clutch halfway into the main and still won the race by like God knows how much. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's always been really, really good at Seattle because obviously soft, deep ruts, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't usually have a hard base. It's still tacky underneath. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess. Part of me is just hoping that because these last four rounds, even though he's won four in a row, that because you could just say, hey, if something flipped, he wouldn't have won it. I I, I think we're going to see a battle. I mean, maybe we're, we saw enough battles at the beginning of the year, and then the last couple rounds have been kind of just marred by some shit. Um, maybe we finally get to see him and Ando battle all the way to the finish again. It's been a while, but hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I'll, you know what? Just for the sake of it, I'll go Ando win Seattle. I was okay. thinking. I think Ando and Craig probably. I don't because I don't think you can argue that Craig's going to win. All right, if you say so. Maybe his bike blows up. If you say so. I was trying to get results up here to see for the Eli thing. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't see Craig not winning. I'm just going to go with Eli because I just. It's hard to see anybody really like beating him. I mean, Ando could, yes. Malcolm again could, yes. But it's he's just been really good. So I'm just going to go with that. I mean, maybe, maybe. So. All right. Well, that has been episode number one. 95 of the moto aftermath show sorry a little shorter one we're gonna have a couple more like this because we've got a few different things here for the the schedule is so weird at the end of the year here um so we've got uh, next week will be a normal show for seattle then we're <laughs> off for the off week there uh then we come back for st louis st louis which we are going to um but we are driving to it's a six hour drive each way me cole and justin are all going uh we will be doing a similar show to this after that round um so that'll be more just a race recap, not really any uh, any call-ins or interviews for that show. Um, then what do we got after that? So after that, we are going to get together for the Atlanta round, because yep. that's a day race. Yep, so the Atlanta round is going to be an interesting show, too, which will probably be a, a short just race recap, because uh, that is Easter weekend. Uh, for all of you who know, I do have a kid, so um, we are trying to not have to get together on Easter Sunday, so we are going to watch the race and, then and do, do the show. show immediately after that. Uh, so that'll be an interesting yeah. thing. And then the weekend after, we go to Foxborough, which is another day race. Yeah, but that's fine. The rest of the ones throughout the season we will do just normal sunday shows we yeah, won't yeah. we won't do any more because it's foxborough yeah. and then that's a day race denver is a day race and then to wrap up the season finale in yeah. salt lake is also a day race yeah but there but there will be a couple more kind of weirdo shows for us so do apologize for that it's more i guess it's more old school of us just sitting around talking about the race as opposed to calling people yep um but yeah it's just the way and it then is not long after the salt lake show will be outdoor preview yeah jesus i didn't even think about that yeah we'll probably uh yeah, we'll probably film the outdoor preview the week after the season wraps yep. for what's it called? Try and to get then, some people on for that one. Yeah, and then we'll put it out there, and then, yeah, we'll go from there. So, all right, this has been another episode. Thanks to all our thank sponsors. You, thank you, thank Links you. in the description down below. Thanks to everybody who watches, and we will be back next week uh, wrapping up Seattle. Seattle.